Selection Sunday. Brought to you by Investors Associated. Real estate investing diversified. Software One. Official digital cloud and software partner of Marquette Athletics. CentOS. Ready for the workday. Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Office Depot. The official office product supplier for Marquette University. Color Inc. Visual Marketing Solutions. Qdoba. Making the world a more flavorful place. Gordon Flash Company. Business Technology Managed. Piranha Promotions. Branding Solutions. And by Clean Power. Expert Commercial Cleaners. This is Selection Sunday. Here are your hosts, Steve Homer True and the Hall of Famer, Tony Smith. It is Selection Sunday, a Selection Sunday like maybe never done before or so long ago that we get back into the 70s. Homer along with the (laughs) Hall of Famer, Tony Smith, because Marquette is now, after you were the first one to say it, looking to be a number two seed in all the brackets Mm -hmm. that there are. I, of course, go to the website bracketmatrix.com. And they list the 83 brackets from ESPN, CBS, all of them. Marquette had been a three seed, now listed as the bottom second seed, passing Baylor. Uh, Which they beat. And we'll have to go back to the last time Marquette was a two seed. Marquette, when they went to the Final Four with Dwayne Wade, a three seed. Yep. So... Since the NCAA tournament expanded, Marquette has never been a two-seed, and they have been ranked sixth in the country, their highest ranking since 1978. So breaking new ground. The season continues with breaking new ground, historic, and the selection show will start at 5 o'clock. We'll talk with Bill Scholl. We'll talk with Shaka and... Uh, I hope instead we wanted to talk to the Big East Defensive Player of the Year, Stevie Mitchell. He did not win the award, but the official award. He, we he have, won our award. He won yes. our award, and uh, somebody else suggested we may need to get Omax Prosper on as the uh, offensive rebounding Big East Player of yes. the Year. Uh, I don't know if we have enough time for all of those people. Um, until then, we just. Do what I love to do, speculate. Speculation, yes. yes. Uh, And that only goes by the people that do this for a living. And all they do, uh, be it Joe Lenardi or Mike DeCourcy, is they just Mm -hmm. study what's occurred in the past. Uh, They've done a little more research than we have. Yeah, but then we just take and, of course, steal from the best. Correct. Uh, I I can Google with the best of them, so... And so uh, there are, again, 83 different uh, bracketology sites online. And if I look at Marquette, almost all of them, there are a couple that have a three. We can uh, Twitter then destroy them if we wish, right? Uh, Um, uh, Yes, we can go on Twitter and uh, discredit them if they have us as a three. um, The one seeds, Alabama, Kansas, Houston, and Purdue – Alabama is listed as the top number one. That would make sense to me, though. I would emphasize to everyone that uh, what everybody has talked about, and it has to be repeated each year, that how teams do in the conference tournament 
does not have as much influence as people believe because those who do the selection say it's just three games. And when you've played 30, it will help. Like Marquette is – Marquette, if Marquette is a two-seed, it's primarily because they were so close to a two-seed even before the conference tournament. Yeah, but I do think the conference tournament had some uh, effect. It helps a little bit. Everybody should – I think everywhere they were a three-seed prior to taking down UConn and Xavier, two very good teams. Uh, back to back, so I think that boosted them up. And here's to a good pretty example: much a consensus number two. UConn is listed as a three seed. Yeah, I mean they're also a very good team. Yep, Xavier is listed as a four seed. Creighton is listed as a seven seed, and the team that dropped off significantly is Providence. Providence was right up there battling for the conference yeah, regular they're gonna, season they're title. Gonna be I mean, Creighton, Creighton is even a very good seven seed. Yeah, That's a good Providence seven seed. is an 11 seed. <laughs> this is going to be a really good 11 seed. Yes. Um, so, but the two seeds, again, Alabama, Kansas, Houston, and Purdue. And this is not one. Joe Lenardi's good. But I, I go to them all. I go to the site that has the 83 NCAA brackets. All combined. That's right. Now, now, just, are they just taking the average? No, they, they, right, correct. Now, you're, yeah, I know you're going to say this, and you're right, that some are probably more accurate than others, and there probably should be some weighted. Uh, but I'm guessing that uh, BracketMatrix.com has addressed that in terms of where they put everybody. But Alabama, well, well, Kansas. Well, you have uh, JoeSchmo.com, and his bracket uh, probably doesn't carry much as much weight as, uh, say, an ESPN or CBS. They do them by um, uh, uh, alphabetical order. The last one is Bracket Zach. Bracket Zach. Yes. Uh, Sounds like a guy sitting in his living room just guessing. I I don't know. Um, And these are the things I should have done. Again, uh, we are here. It is a special historic, historic selection Sunday for Marquette. Because if a two-seed, they will be where they have never gone before, which is what this team does. No Marquette team had ever won the Big East regular season by themselves. They did it. No Marquette team had ever won the Big East Conference Tournament. They did it. No team since 1978 had ever been ranked sixth in the country. Marquette did it. No team, I don't believe, because if I was wrong, people would tell me, I don't believe any team, Big East team has ever won 20 conference games in a season. So the list just keeps adding. So I don't know what the, what do you, how do you feel being a number two seed? I don't know. Never, never experienced it. I I feel good. What do you mean? Yes. No, like. So good. It's about like. experience. I feel great. Well, no, but it's about like a three. And the benefit of the better the seed is that. You don't have to play a tough first-round game or as tough. No guarantee, but as a two. That's, that's theoretically. Yeah. Well, I, I'll take my chances with a 15. Uh, the 15s are Colgate, Montana State, Vermont, and NC Asheville. I have seen, I think ESPN's has Marquette against Colgate. And then if they uh, when Marquette wins, that's the, way, that's the right way to say it, right? That is uh, correct. The yep. other one had Auburn and Northwestern playing a 7 and a 10. And the winner of that game would play Marquette to get to the Sweet 16. All right. Um, so the benefit of the better seed you are, the weaker seeds you play to advance. 
Yes, that's us talking. That's right. That's uh, it. Obviously, the, the team can't think that way. But no, they don't. Yes, we can certainly look at that. We're going to fill all our brackets uh, however, as such. However the team should think, you will inform us. I will inform you. Yes, because yes. you'll say, uh, Homer, hold on. <laughs> all right. But that's the benefit of having a great year. Get a better seed, and then supposedly you play a weaker team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, the big um, the big reveal, I don't think it's a, a big question, two or three. It pretty much is going to be a two. Uh, but the big question is where are you going to play? I mean, Correct. that's it. Everything I have seen, not all, because I haven't looked at all 83. Columbus, again, uh, is the most common choice. And, again, another advantage as to being a better seed is you might have a better chance of staying close to home. Yep. Uh, the other I'm one was Des Moines. Des Moines, your favorite place. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't you even have, believe. You have thoughts on Des Moines? Yeah, I can't believe they have. A, they get a selection. I don't. I didn't know they had a basketball arena big enough. And well, apparently they do. Apparently they do. I can't think of anywhere that we've gone for the first two games worse than Des Moines. I mean, I have no one. Go, and what do you mean by worse than Des Moines? You know anybody that's ever gone to Des Moines for vacation? No, that's the way you judge a town. Does anybody go there oh, for vacation? Okay. If you go there to see your family, that doesn't count. Hey, does anybody come to Milwaukee for vacation? Yes, I they think do? they do. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. I, uh, wasn't, I wasn't aware of that, but okay. No, I'll buy probably it. not. But, all right, more come. Not to a winter vacation. No, more come to Milwaukee than Des Moines. <laughs> oh no, you better Google that. All right, I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> we'll see. Somebody else said Albany, but anyway, the other the other mention was uh, uh, Des Moines, but, but Columbus seems to get. Now, could that have changed because Marquette has moved from, uh, probably moved from a three to a two? It could. I, uh, as I said, uh, this is the first time I've ever felt like Villanova. Like when Villanova's good, they win the regular season. Uh, and then you're thinking, well, how well do you want to do in the conference tournament? Maybe if you lose, you get more rest, you get ready for the NCAA tournament. Villanova never cared. They just crush everyone. They just keep winning. That's what Marquette's doing. Yeah, I mean, right now it's just, they're just on a, on a very good run, p- playing well, being tested in every facet of the game, and and right now they're passing all the tests. So yeah, whatever the test, they find a way to win. Yeah, that's right. It's a good sign. And when things go their way, they put a whooping on someone like they did to Xavier. Yes, and yeah. I should let and, you know. I mean, can. I I always knew you knew basketball, but we get on the bus. <laughs> well, thank you. And Bo Ellis, the Marquette great, says, "Hey, Homer." There was something about Xavier, like they seemed tired or, you know, not taking away from the wind. And I go, wow, Tony said that right away. Their legs or something and just. Yeah, I mean, the, the obvious uh, the obvious factor is that, you know, you're there. You're playing three games in a row. And Xavier, they don't have a big bench. So even if you don't know if, you don't know if they're tired, but if you're, the, if you're the guys, if I'm one of the players on the court. You can tell. I'm, hey, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be able to tell after a few minutes. Yes. Really? Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna test you out. Wow. To see if you're running, and, see how your and legs understand look. Understand that even if they were a little tired, Xavier still in the first half went on a 10-0 run. Xavier still in the second half went on a 24-9 run. Right. Given those two runs, Marquette still crushed them, which tells you how dominant Marquette was in all the other periods. Yeah, it was, it was certainly wire to wire. Didn't seem like the game was ever in doubt there. And, and like I say, they. They had to force the, the pace. They always do that anyway. They, they uh, apply tremendous defensive pressure, and that, that wears on you, especially with a team like that with Sule Boom doing a lot of the ball handling for the most of the ball handling. 
Uh, then you got uh, guys like the, the pesky Stevie Mitchell, right? He's just uh, he's just all over you all the time, right. and, that, and that wears on you. And then you, you take Boom, the guy who's you know he's got three games in a row. He just played. They played heavy minutes despite being in control of that game the night before. Not a lot of sub minutes. I mean, it's 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 tough out there. Listen, as a guy who I played a, lot, a ton of minutes when I yeah. played. Yeah, and you never got Kevin O'Neill. Never took you out. Right. I don't think you ever came off the court the entire <laughs> at any point in any game your senior year. By the way, uh, Bill Scholl is here, yeah. and we're gonna have him next because he's got to be smiling. He's got to be smiling. Well, you're looking at him right now. Nah, you bring in Shaka <laughs> Smart, and in two years you set and have a historic season. I know I'd be happy if I was in his shoes. He's next. This is this is the Marquette Selection Sunday Show. Homer along with Hall of Famer Tony Smith. We're now joined by Bill Scholl, Vice President and Director of Athletics. I don't even have to look at you, and I know you're smiling. This is what you do this stuff for, for experiences like this. It's a good day, no question. And you're exactly right. This is what the whole season's all about. You're a part of it from the beginning. The season has been the expectations weren't real high, but you follow the coach. You follow the players. What? From the end of last season, what was going on? Because I know it's newer to some people, but not as new to those people who have been following this team for a long time. Right. Well, I, actually, I'm glad you mentioned last year. People almost act like last year didn't happen. I thought last year was a great season. Mm -hmm. It was a great first year for Shaka, and uh, you know he got his people in place, and not not just on the court, but off the court. And uh, you know, I, I and then and then we made the tournament last year. You know, so I, I felt like what a great start for for Shaka. And then when we saw the news, you know, the much ballyhooed news about being picked ninth in the conference, uh, I think it was pretty unanimous on our end that, you know, we, we certainly weren't predicting that we were going to pull off two, two championships, but there was no doubt in our mind we were going to be better than number nine in the conference. We, you know, we, we do see those guys at practice every day, mm -hmm. and we, although they hadn't played a lot of minutes last year, we knew they could play. And so... Um, yeah, I, I felt from day one this year we were going to be better than that. We certainly, I felt we were a tournament team, assuming no injuries, and uh, obviously we've even exceeded that. Uh, Bill, a lot of similarities between you and I, but I think we got another one now. I want to, I want to know because I when I first got in the league, suddenly I get like I got a lot of people calling me like I, I don't know, I don't I've never seen you guys before. Like, oh, but we're, but we're, you're my cousin or you're my uncle or you're somebody. <laughs> so with the way the season's going, you gotta just be getting people coming out of the woodworks now. Uh, they are, and and uh, but they are, and it really happened this weekend in New York. With each win, the phone rang more and more for tickets. <laughs> right, yeah. People looking, and, and they don't just want seats, Tony. They want good uh -oh, seats, right? <laughs> they don't want to sit up in the rafters. Trust me, but, I, I but, understand. But as we always say, I'd much rather have them jumping on board with us than the other way around. So the more there's room for everybody, room so the more everybody. the merrier. Yeah. But you're exactly right. That does happen. <laughs> and you talked about there were some early scrimmages, too. Not everybody is. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I know that now we think this. And then the scrimmages made those, I'm sure you believe even more strongly on the potential of this team, correct? Yes, there's no question. Uh, having the opportunity to watch the scrimmages that aren't open to the public, uh, it, it, it's really, in my years here, it's been a great kind of first look at, Okay, especially some of the new guys. Now, we didn't have any new guys this year, really. A couple of true freshmen. But they all had new roles, and yes, guys were having they, to they, do more. They, they did. They did. And, you know, everybody's talking about Tyler, as they should be. 
And that's how he looked in those scrimmages. Like, whoa, this is this is a little bit different kid than it was a year ago. And I thought he was good a year ago. Uh, you know, I, I no, yeah, I mean, I know he struggled a little bit with his shot, and he was more frustrated than anybody about that. Uh, but you could tell in those scrimmages, we were going to play hard, we were very athletic, and we were very unselfish. And yeah. that's that's those are three pretty good things, right? right? Yeah, me. right. Those those are huge. Uh, the, the, the only thing about scrimmages is I, I remember playing. Uh, some of the guys who weren't playing um, that year, but they were still there because they were going to be playing next year. But, right. I mean, you did have some battles, but you knew each other well. So it wasn't a direct correlation between the practices and scrimmages and going to the game because it's almost harder playing against your own teammates right. because they know what you're doing. They know what you try to do. They see you every day. They know all of your tendencies. When you go to a game, there's going to be an adjustment period. But uh, I just want to know from you, from, from your perspective, like what, how, what do you see the reason for the big jump from last year to this year? Uh, I would say as much as anything, I'd say a couple of things. You know, guys like, like Cam Jones were playing a lot more minutes this year, and, and the more he played, the better he got. You know, you, and I think all of that gets back to we were like the youngest team in the country a year ago. We're still young. Still one of the youngest. Yeah, yeah we still are. But now you've got young guys who played a full season. Right. And they've been at the Garden. And they played Villanova. They beat Villanova twice. You know, so the experience they gained in year one, they carried over to year two. I, 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 to me, that's, you know, that, and plus it's a whole other year. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Something, something went funny in here. Anyway, um, the... Uh, the other thing is, it was a full year in Shaka's system, mm-hmm. you know, so for most of the guys, it was no longer new. And they knew where the bar was. His bar is high, you know, from an effort standpoint. Right, yeah. And you are expected to go 110% every day, every, every, every practice. And, you know, I, I, I think, another, if some, you know, Tony, you know this, the summer workouts, individual workouts mm-hmm. and skill development, I think all of that combined to make these guys much more ready to go this year than they were a year ago. I asked you this, I swear, a year ago, like if anything had happened that surprised you about Shaka, and I I remember saying, this this is what we believed, and we're getting what we believed, and I would assume it's times two now. Yeah, if there's something that surprises me, it's that I don't know how you can live on so little sleep. (laughs) I mean, the the guy's energy level is just off the charts, and, and... and you know he he you know he has the energy giving behaviors right, and he's all about let's all help each other on yeah. the energy side. Well, he does it more than anybody. I mean, he's, he's got some always, hops too. What's that? He's got some hops. And too. He's got some hops. <laughs> By the way, every time he goes into that squat, my knees just hurt just just looking at him. But you know, shock, uh, uh, Homer, I, 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 that's probably the biggest surprise. I, I mean, if I come in early, he's already there. If I go home late, he's still there. Uh, I mean, he works. I mean, he works so hard. It, 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 and you know, if he's given that kind of energy, how can you not? And he's pretty consistent, as you said. To it, I always think he has an incredible love of people and kids, no and question. he has an incredible love of basketball. Yes. And I think, I think they're both equal, and it creates. Often, you get coaches one or the other. You know, there's there those things are important to kids. But you better play to a certain level. Right. That helping stuff is over here. 
Right. This is what you have to do to be on the court to play. But And by the way, that's not necessarily never missing shots. Right, yes. That's right. effort. It's all about you better bring your best every he single day. That's all he has for. Don't exactly. Shots. Exactly. I'd love to have had a coach yeah. like that. <laughs> Wouldn't you, Tony? Yeah, yeah. You can't, Somebody I mean, telling you to shoot the ball? Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't control missed shots, right? right. It's, it's about right. doing the right thing, making the right plays, getting the best shot you can. If you make it, you make it. If you don't, hey, just get ready to go down and play defense. Right. Uh, I, I want to know what, like, you know, the, the year that Marquette had uh, and being ranked so high and doing so well, I mean, obviously it's great for the university itself, but uh, how does having, like, multiple teams like they do, like uh, UConn, uh, Xavier, how does that help the entire conference as far as they're nationally viewed? Yeah, well, you know, the, the strength of the conference is critical for all of us. You know, the way the way units get divvied up when you're in the NCAA tournaments, the, the, the more units you earn, the more money the conference gets, which all then gets shared back out with right. all of us. So it's really important that, that we're all trying to do everything we can to, to pull our own weight. Um, Except you know, when you're playing then, each other, you're trying to... What's that? Except when you're playing against each other, you're trying to knock each yeah, other no, head off. Yeah, no, you are. You are. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's funny. Everybody talks about, well, the league would be, will get better when so-and-so is better. And that sounds great until you have to play them. <laughs> right. <laughs> then it's like, ah, can you have an off night? Uh, but no, the, the, you know, it's one of the most collegial professional groups I've ever been a part of. You know, the 11 athletic directors get along really well. The presidents get along really well. And we all understand, hey, we're all in this together. It's a very unique kind of experiment in major college athletics yeah. in what we're trying to accomplish. And it's working. And this is a time when major college athletics with NIL and other stuff is a mess. I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's new to everybody, and no one has anywhere to go and say, oh, no, no, I know this. This is what we do. It's, it's, uh, it's a work a new, in progress. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a new time that's never been there before, and I don't know if that – I don't know how to ask a question yeah, well, about that or what you want to tell people because that's reality. Right. It's you're a not, new era. When you, when you use the word mess, you're not far off, and, <laughs> and I'm for NIL. I, I'm, I'm a proponent. I think our student-athletes ought to be able to monetize their name, image, likeness. Um, and it's a shame. I think part of the why it's a mess is we waited way too long to put those rules in place. Right. And we lost kind of the trust and the faith and the confidence of our constituencies. And that's why states have decided to do their own thing. Well, mm -hmm. if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it for you. And now we have 30 different sets of state laws around the country. In Wisconsin, we have no, no laws on it either way. So we just follow whatever guidelines the NCAA publishes. But it, it's making decisions without having much data to back you up. Well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, how influential is NIL going to be on a broad base in terms of where kids choose to go to college or choose to stay in college? You know, and I don't think any of us know that answer yet. I think it'll be different from kid to kid, family to family, might depend on their economic circumstances, mm -hmm. but it's a new world. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know what, what, what do you have to do now to retain your current student athletes from an NIL standpoint? Well, no what? one knows. And Homer and I had a discussion about that the other day. If there's something that's so unknown uh, as, as, a, as a university, a, a coaching staff, uh, and as a, an administration, I mean, you really can't do anything to combat it because you don't know what's right. good or what's bad right. in that arena. So it's, it's got to be very difficult to, uh, to, to have to worry about it, but really you can't worry about no, it. No, you know, we have no choice but to be engaged in it. Right. Uh, you know, we have a collective, the Be the Difference Collective, and, you know, it's being operated by a, a number of Marquette folks. We have to be relatively hands-off. You know, we can't help make deals. We can't tell them what to pay the kids to go do things. You know, that's, we can't be in that part of the game. Um, but 
fortunately, we have some folks out there who wanted to start the collective so that our kids can benefit. Yeah. I don't want to overly focus on it, but I, it's an opportunity to let you tell Marquette fans whatever you think they should know because it's in the process of everybody hearing things and nobody knows anything. Right. Um, so what, what information would you want to pass along to now, given the opportunity to better explain or make them aware or any way they can help or just what's the world that they need to know from your perspective? Well, I think, first of all, people need to understand that it's here and it's a factor. And it's something that we at Marquette are going to have to actively manage if we're going to continue to compete at the highest level. So it's, it's real, and it's something we've got to be engaged in. Uh, I would also throw out to our Marquette Nation, there's a couple of ways you can help. If you have a company and you think enlisting one or more of our student-athletes and helping you promote your company, you can do that now. You didn't used to be able to do that, but you can do that, and you can pay those kids for the promotional value they're giving you. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 you're, if you own a business and want to get involved with our student-athletes, there's a way to do that now within the rules. If you want to give to the collective, the collective is working um, really in a community service-based operation where they're, they're uh, paying our kids to go out and do some community service work. And by the way, this is a question I get often. It's not stopping our kids from still doing community service the old-fashioned way, which is I'm doing it just because I want to help. Mm-hmm. Our kids all still do that. Our student-athletes all still do that. But there is an opportunity now if you give to the collective that that money can help us do more things in the community and help our student athletes earn some additional money so people are more than welcome to get involved and lastly tell us what it's like win the regular season (laughs) win the tournament you're there you're just observing and it's never happened before at marquette you're there what 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 stands out? Well, I'll tell you this. In my 30-plus years in the business, it's never happened to me personally either. I've, I've been around. In fact, our, our, our women uh, you know, won the Big East a few years back. But um, I've traveled with a lot of men's teams to that Big East tournament beyond just Marquette and was, was never there on Saturday uh, until this week. And i got to tell you, you're so happy for the student-athletes, so happy for the coaching staff, and, and in this particular case, to see what Shock has accomplished in such a short period of time really gets you excited. It just is. It's, it's, I mean, even we, we got home late last night. You, were, you guys were on that flight. We yep. got home late. I, I couldn't sleep. I, I was still. <laughs> it, I, it's, it's historic. It You're is. experiencing it all is. these things. And I said after winning the regular season, well, maybe in the tournament you lose early, you get ready for the NCAA. And I thought, no, why not just be Villanova right. and I, just win everything? No, that's just exactly keep winning right. and I, keep winning I will and keep tell winning. You, at my age, my heart, I like the way last night's game went better than the first yes. two. <laughs> right, it's yeah. a lot easier to sit and watch. But, no, it's exciting. I mean, it's just fun. You know, I mean, you've done historic things in your career, some records that still stand. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better. No, it's forever. And, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, professionally, it's, I mean, we're all about graduation for sure, and we're all about uh, the holistic development of our student-athletes. But, hey, the competition piece is important. And when you have that kind of success, it feels really good. Congratulations. I don't, I, I don't have to do NIL because I don't have eligibility left, but I'm open for endorsements. Yeah. Yes. Anybody yes. wants me to endorse yeah, well, their I company, can, let me know. I can tell you, I did your game. You're owed something. <laughs> I don't know why owed and how. Oh, do we got back NIL? Oh, okay. I stand by <laughs> yeah, right. one of my favorite right. lines after that year. 
He carried that team longer than my mom carried me. Wow. That's, I, I've heard nothing. I mean, I remember watching him play, but I wasn't here at the time. So I didn't see a night in and night out. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. Yes. No Thank, question. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, you Bill, guys. Bill Show, Marquette, Vice President and Director of Athletics. Shaka Smart still to come. This is, of course, our special selection Sunday. Marquette expected to be a two-seed. You can be part of the excitement of Marquette basketball with a season ticket deposit for next season. Make yours today at gomarquette.com backslash deposit. We are Marquette. From the biggest of games to the ones that mean the most to us, whenever you shop Meyer, you support hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Cintas delivers everything you need from servicing fire extinguishers and first aid cabinets to stocking restroom supplies and managing uniform and apparel solutions. Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. And enjoy a clean running engine wherever you go. Top tier tri clean Sitco gasoline. Sitco, let's go together. More of this special selection Sunday show. Shaka Smart coming up. This Marquette basketball from Learfield. This is the Marquette Selection Sunday Show, home along with Hall of Famer Tony Smith. And I think we heard Shaka Smart because I think we heard there were defense. I don't know if I got over the air because <laughs> yep. I was referring the UConn game. First of all, congratulations. Yep, congratulations. Thank you. On, on Great both. to be here with you Regular guys. Regular season and Hey, Homer, tournament. I want to say for the second year in a row, you said at the Marquette Block Party Barbecue in July, you said with – Unbelievable confidence. This is an NCAA tournament team. And when you said that, you know, a year and a half ago, it was meaningful to me because I had just got here and you don't really know what you got. You don't, you, you, but you had such confidence. You kind of spoke it into reality. And then you said it again after we lost Justin and Greg and Kerr and Daryl and those guys. And um, just grateful you, for your belief, man. Uh, do you want me to embarrass you? <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, let me embarrass you. He says a lot of stuff. Just to be no. honest. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know who was on the team. Didn't matter. <laughs> You're coaching it. We're going to the tournament. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, and that's did. a factor of all the parts. And because I don't study basketball as much as you, but I'm close. He's the only yeah, I'll, person. I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for that. He's got. He's got a lot of confidence in you, coach. A lot when, of confidence in you. When I told him that the greatest thing to me about Bo Ellis was that as a freshman. In the NCAA championship game against one of the greatest teams ever, NC State, he played the entire game. Shot goes, no, he didn't. I go, oh, no, he can't know that. He fouled out with 30 seconds left. He played ah, only Shaka shot. and I have he, something in common. We, we fact check you all yes. the time. All right. Every time, I just, I'm curious what you're thinking about, and it's no different now than after a game. What's top of your mind at this moment? Well, you know, today is one of those days where it's either – a super exciting, happy day, or it's a really, really tough day. And I've been on both sides of it when you know your name's not going to get called or when you're not sure and there's a lot of stress there. It's a completely different emotion. But, you know, for you know, what our team has done all year and then what we did in New York, um, this, this day is an awesome day to, you know, kind of culminate the end of the regular season, of the, the conference tournament, and head into the NCAA tournament, find out where we're going, yep. find out who we're playing, and uh, then we can really, really get to work on everything that goes into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, after, after accomplishing so much, the, the regular season title, now you guys go through the gauntlet and uh, you played uh, two tough games early. Uh, the game uh, yesterday, 
you were in control of that game all the way. So, I mean, it's a tough stretch. I mean, those those last two teams you beat, I mean, that's – I mean, anybody to, to come out 2-0 and on that stretch, I mean, you're doing a lot. But now – it's kind of like okay, that's over with. Now you got you got to reset. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, it's a brand new day, as you guys say. No finish line. This is it for real, for sure. And, and the desire for more could never be more important right. than it is today and this week moving forward, uh, because the hungrier team has a huge advantage. And let's be honest, you know, a lot of times that's associated with being the lower seed. Yep. So it's incumbent upon us. As, you know, for sure, um, you know, in our opening game, being a higher seed, making sure, no, 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 they're not going to be any more. We're going to be the hungrier team. Right, right. Uh, easier, easier said than done, though. Oh, no, I've already, I've already got the phrase, desire for more. I mean, it's been no finish line, but I'm assuming. Same thing. Yeah, it was the same thing, but it's different because the more is important because of all that you've already accomplished. You still got to want and Crave more. And, what, and what's How the technique of getting that? that? Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, there's a few different ways to do that. I mean, as, as we know, there's, there's external stimulation, and then there's what you find inside of you. Literally, when I was parking my car to come into this event, I ran into a guy, and he said, hey, congratulations. He said, but a lot of people are saying to me, well, okay, they did that, but are they going to back it up in the NCAA tournament? So there's things you can find externally to motivate you. But as I tell our guys all the time, we've got more to play for than anyone if we look at it from the standpoint of playing for each other, uh, which our guys really, really do. You know, there's a, there's a relationship there between every member of our program that's genuine and that's authentic. And if we play for one another, that gives you an added element that other teams don't have as much of. Do you, uh, do you have, like, I, I know everybody's different on a team and all guys can't be the same. I, for one, when I played, I would – I would, I would, I would honestly look for a chip against the guy I was playing against. I'm looking for something like, oh, he's he's guarding me too tight. He thinks he can guard me. I don't, I don't. That that's disrespect, right? Something. Yes. I'm trying to manufacture something. I, Kolek seems like one of those guys. Who are the who are the chip guys? I think that's an old school point of view that you have that yep. I have. Um, you know, Michael Jordan's the most famous right, for having right. that. You know, finding uh, motivation just in the way someone looked at him. Right. Uh, I do think players these days, there's less of that. Uh, there's more friendliness, you know. But I do think Tyler's an old-school mentality. I think uh, as a team, uh, we have some guys that pick that up. Stevie Mitchell picks that up yep. from the opponent. Um, Chase Ross picks that up from the opponent. So we've got some guys, Sean. You know, yep, Sean's yeah. a guy who, oh, yeah. you know, he's been undersized his whole career, something to prove. And, and that's I'm how he plays. better than you think I am. Yep. And, and it's really, really been good. Yeah. And so as a group, the key is that we come together around that. All right. Play for one another. Has that been what you have stressed from the day you became a head coach? Or has that process evolved to where you're doing it differently? And or is this group just exceptional in their use and following of that well it's it's something that i've emphasized ever since i became a head coach because i learned from billy donovan that to be the best and to be a championship level team you have to truly care about each other and play for one another but to your point some groups are more receptive than others mm -hmm. you know i've coached teams that i've said that to and they've looked at me like i got three eyeballs <laughs> but this is a team that truly 
values relationships just as much as I do. And I know you have to go. So well, now what's the first thing? What's the last thing you want to tell us before you go on to your next assignment? Uh, just I'm grateful for our fans. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know it's, it's been such a feeling uh, of support and energy from our fans in the garden uh, over the weekend, particularly championship Saturday, yesterday. Man, you could just feel the presence of Marquette. And it's a special feeling. And I'm really grateful for the fact that we can share the two championships we've won so far with our fans. And then as we go on this next journey, uh, you know, we want to share that as much as we can with everyone that, that bleeds Marquette. Well, I speak for them all and say thank you and looking forward to saying thank you again. Yep. Appreciate you, guys. you Good luck. Shaka Smart. This is, again, our special Selection Sunday show. Homer and the Hall of Famer, Tony Smith. And uh, I think we're going to have Stevie Mitchell. I'm not sure on that, but we'll work on it. Color Inc. Visual Marketing Solutions, your resource for printing, packaging, and graphic design services. Visit colorinc.com, Inc. with a K, to learn how they can help grow your business. With 55 Wisconsin Qdoba locations and growing, Qdoba is hiring competitive wages, great benefits, fast-paced career growth, and flexible hours. Visit work at Qdoba.com to join the mission of bringing flavor into people's lives. Investors Associated has over 250 partners and owns over 40 properties in seven states, totaling over $400 million in assets. Interested in diversifying your portfolio? Learn more at InvestorsAssociated.com. And it's all brought to you by Wintrust Wisconsin's Bank, the official banking partner of Marquette University and home to Marquette Checking with free ATMs nationwide. We'll take a break. Marquette Basketball from Learfield. This is the special Selection Sunday show, Homer along with Hall of Famer Tony Smith. And now we have a special guest and... He gets to introduce himself because I'm always curious when given the oh, I'm, opportunity. I'm, inter- I'm introducing You're going to introduce him? him? Okay, it's well, you're the Hall of Famer. Unofficial official defensive player of the year, Stevie Mitchell. That's true. We did That's right. created we, our first we, award. We created our own award. And gave I, it to I wanted to get you a little trophy. Um, I appreciate that. He's, he's, got a, uh, he's, got a, he's got a make-believe mental trophy. Do yeah. you? He knows, he knows he's got the award. It's in his head. All right. <laughs> Do you? For sure, for sure. Have you always been, as I said, you've created that what's something I haven't seen often, and that is you challenge the dribble. That is, you don't even let someone dribble the ball up the court without being a pest or consider and think that you can steal it. Do I have that right? Yeah. Okay, when did that start? Um, started with, you know, just trying to star in my role, trying to do whatever. What do you mean, like when you were 8 or 10? Or? I mean, no, in high school I just really played in the passing lanes. Because I was just worried more about, you know, offense. But here, I mean, defense is fun. So I just try to, you know, try to make different, make times hard for the, whoever we're going against. Is it Shaka's approach? Is it your approach? Or how did this thing get started? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's just what he wants and then what the whole team wants and then what I want. And then, you know, Sean comes in and does the same thing. So it's just like... Just consistency and kind of just all of us talking to each other, you know, where we use this fiend. Just kind of fiend and try to get the ball, get a stop. And that's uh, what we try to do. We try to fiend. Yeah, and I think it, it kind of develops because I, I, I at Marquette, I was, a, I was an offensive player, right? Then I go to the league. Uh, well, I got to be a defensive player because mm-hmm. we have other offensive players. Is that kind of what 
what happens? Like people just develop in the roles depending on the team need. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we have a, obviously a lot of guys who can put the ball in the basket, yep. pass, including obviously. yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, just knowing where I can consistently be an impact the team. Uh, whether I score or not is on the defensive right. end, so I just try to you know focus on that because we before the season we all discussed what our our roles were going to be as a team amongst each other, and my role was you know to get deflections, uh, be ready to shoot, and then just make make things difficult for whoever I'm guarding, and that's why I try to go in every game as my goal and trying to do. Wait a, wait 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 a minute. So who decides that? Like if I'm you, I looked at your high school record. Like oh wait a minute, dude, I'm scoring. I can score. I've scored against uh-huh. anybody. And they say, who says to you, no, I think this is your role. Or how does that – right, everybody in that in that room is a score. Everybody's yeah, been a star. Yeah, for sure. So how, do you, how does that evolve? Uh, I think just um, the relationships we have with each other, uh, just knowing, you know, who throughout practice, who's been doing certain things better, and just having the trust in each other to do what we've been doing better and – succeeding in just taking care of that over into the game so it's just us you know looking at each other having confidence in each other and just telling each other what we think we need from them to be our best and so far it's been successful so we're going to keep sticking to that yeah and and i get it uh stevie obviously you have to you know and that's that's some people call that a sacrifice right you're sacrificing for the team like of course he he comes from school he knows he can score right uh the same thing with me okay I, i know i can score the ball but i'm looking around this team like we don't have anybody that can put shut somebody down. I got. I. I think I can be that guy. I have the skill to do it. I have the talent to do it. That's. That's got to be where your mindset. Where you saw. Well, I can shut people down. And then I'm. I'm wondering now. It's like because I know I started to get satisfaction out of. I'm going to lock this dude up. Mm-hmm. This dude. Uh, he killed this last game. Not this game. Or you know you're coming in. Somebody gets hot. Uh, coach used to put me in. Oh, he's hot. Get in. Put shut him down. Do you get? Do you, how much pride do you get out of that now? Uh, a lot. It's a lot of pride because it's a lot of fun. And then I think a lot of it also comes from my teammates just, like, you know, hyping me up when when that happens or whatever matchup, them hyping me up. And coaches, teammates, all, like, showing appreciation for, you know, whoever's on, who the main scorer might be or, like, the the, the best player on the other team may be. We all just hype that person up, whether it's me, Omax, Sean, Chase, whoever it may be, Oso. We all just look forward to those matchups and – uh, could even say that we like hype that m- up more than who like all the this offensive morning, stuff. Yeah. So it's it's really I think a team thing because when you feel appreciated from your teammates and your coaches from doing what you do, it makes it not only easier but more fun to do what you Correct. do, yeah. even if that may not be noticed by you know everybody, right. but it's noticed by the people you care about most. Yep. All right. How long was it before somebody said? Some people said Boom could have been the Big East Conference Player of the Year. I believe he had one point in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I wasn't even aware of that until after the game. Uh, I just tried to, you know, from the start of the game. We obviously we know he scored 25 last time. Uh, we played him, I think, like 16 the first time. So, right. and he's been their leading scorer every game pretty much. So we knew he was the guy they're going to try to go to and lean on. So we knew if we could shut him down limit him we'd have a, a good chance of winning the game so i just went in to set the tone uh on him and then you know everybody else came in cam was on him sean was on him chase yeah. was on him everybody did good that was on him did a good job and then after the game we realized he only had one we didn't realize that throughout the game and we're like oh yeah. wow and tony I'm, I'm, said early on guys who he was guarding were very aggressive as if making him play defense yeah and i, and I don't know that part was uh you know 
a, a focus or whatever uh, attacking him. But I, I, I want to know if you if you kind of got the sense because you're a guardian that maybe he didn't have he didn't have his legs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he might be a little bit tired. I'm going to get after him a little extra and work him a little harder to even wear him down more because you guys did it by committee. You had two yeah. or three guys rotating on him. But uh, one, so did you notice maybe that he didn't have his legs? Uh, and then second, did you guys focus on, all right, if he's guarding, let's make him work. Oh, yeah. I mean, we knew that he's played for most of the season, the most of the game for them. So we knew, I mean, it was a back-to-back-to-back. So, three nights in a row, yeah. yeah. so we're like, all right, this dude, he has to be tired. He <laughs> must right. be tired. We have we have depth. We're going to have a lot of people going in guarding. We're going to be coaches emphasizing. We're going to be the fresher team the, right. the whole game. So I think we just did a good job pressing that advantage of just being fresher and pressuring him, uh, making it hard for him. Uh, and just kind of using that advantage that he plays the whole game, so we're going to have to make him work the whole game. Yeah. Uh, when you got the 4-0, did you go, man, I've had 4-0s my whole life in school. You um, said what? Did, when you had the per- you had a 4-0, right, the first oh, message? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was excited, actually, because, I mean, I, I've been doing well, but I haven't quite got that 4-0 yet. So getting that getting that 4-0 was really exciting for me, trying to, trying to do it again this semester. Everybody wants to learn about the team. Everybody wants to learn about the players. That's what happens when you win. What do you want to tell them? What's the last word that you're leaving it? What What do you want to tell people about this team that maybe they don't know or that you just think is the final word? Um, man, there's a lot to say about this team. But All right. Take it away as long as you want to go. <laughs> I would say that uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being a part of this team. Uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of love. Uh, good times every every time we're together, and uh, we just really enjoy each other's company, whether that's on the court, or off the court. Uh, you know what I'm going to remember? What? When I asked you this question, you started to smile. Yeah. You started to smile. It's, it's the memories that just you know come right. in from being around all the guys and all the coaches. Just so many good memories uh, and more to come for sure. So I was going to say, gotta, not done yet. Not done yet. So he's got to keep pressing our, our main advantage, which is our relationships and our connection with each other. And as long as we keep doing that, I think we'll continue to, you know, have success. Congratulations. Thank the you. first ever winner of the yes, Homer and Hall of Famer, Big East Defensive unofficial. Player of the Year. <laughs> unofficial. Not a, unofficial to us. No, it's unofficial. I appreciate right. it. Okay. I appreciate it. All right, Steve, congrats. Good luck. Thank you. Great smile. Uh, we'll take 10 for an ID, 10 for a station identification. Do you Marquette smile when you talk about me? Like yes. I don't know about now, that. But you laugh whenever I, I say something stupid. This, this is true. Marquette Hall of Famer Tony Smith here. You're listening to the home of Marquette Basketball. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTI HD Milwaukee. A locally owned Good Karma brand station. This, the Selection Sunday show, Homer and Hall of Famer Tony Smith will pass it along to Brian D and Gabe Knight so they'll start announcing the teams soon. This, Marquette Basketball from Learfield. Trust coverage jump Marquette basketball from Learfield. Gabe Knights with Brian D. live from the Mecca Bar and Grill in the Deer District as we are getting closer and closer to the reveal of the 2023 NCAA bracket as Marquette hoping to find their name on a two seed. Marquette basketball brought to you by Investors Associated. They have over 250 partners and owns over 40 properties in seven states, totaling over $400 million in assets. Interested in diversifying your portfolio? Learn more at InvestorsAssociated.com. And 
it's still I, I haven't run into anybody here that doesn't obviously have a giant smile on their face totally. and I know Shaka was sitting here earlier with Homer and Tony and they were talking about you know going back a year and a half when Shaka's going through his first off season after being hired and Homer said that this was a tournament team to Shaka and thinking about where the team has come from then when since Shaka's been hired picked ninth a year ago and they end up with an eighth seed and, and there's the excitement of getting back into the NCAA tournament especially when you weren't factored to be in but then you get into the tournament have a good year last year you lose your top two scores find yourself back in the ninth spot preseason as, as, as they were predicted and yet they're the undisputed Big East champions winning the regular season and conference tournament yeah Gabe you know the, the last couple of days in particular as Marquette has gone on this run where they clinch the outright regular season championship. They go to New York City. They win three in a row. They beat UConn in a dramatic game. They steamroll Xavier last night to win the Big East tournament for the first time in school history. The one thought that kept going through my head was, how cool is this for anybody that follows Marquette basketball, given where we were just two short years ago? Since Shaka was hired to come to Marquette, to come to Milwaukee, the culture has changed drastically to a point where we've stressed over Selection Sunday in the past, and we've sweated it out. And the only stress today is, will Marquette find themselves on a two-line and where do we have to travel to as a collective fan base and media base to go watch these guys play? It's a fabulous position to be in. Yeah, the uh, the hopeful, I think, is in Des Moines, Iowa, or Columbus, Ohio, seem to be the two popular destinations to put Marquette in. Meanwhile, in the South region, as the selection show is officially underway, the number one overall seed in the tournament the Alabama Crimson Tide. They'll be the number one overall seed and the number one seed in the South region. So CBS is going to make their way through that top portion. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect to see Marquette in this top portion because, again, that's the four of the five seeds. I think sure. we have to wait until we get to the bottom part of that bracket to see if Marquette is a two potentially in the South. And what's fun about this team is that they can play so many different styles, Brian. And, and I think we've seen that throughout the course of the year. I mean, they have one of the top five offensive efficient teams, according to KenPom.com. Yep. If you're unfamiliar with KenPom, uh, basketball analytics site where they, they measure efficiency. But they can come at you with the full court press, three-quarter court. They can go 3-2, tough man-to-man. -man. They, they, they just present a matchup problem when you're playing unfamiliar opponents, which is what I think we saw during the non-conference portion of the schedule, which is why they had so much success. I think that took a while for us to adjust to as a, a group of people, anybody listening and, and folks obviously that cover the team. It took a while for us to adjust to that mentality with Marquette that, look, this is an offensive basketball team because when a guy like Shaka Smart gets hired, with the history he has and the success he had at VCU in Texas, it was based upon havoc and defense, right? Like, that's the mentality that you associate with the Shaka Smart basketball team. And in some ways, that was the mentality last year, right? They weren't the most explosive offensive basketball team. They won more with defense than offense last year. This year, it flipped entirely, and it took us a couple of months to realize, wait a second, this is an elite offensive basketball team, and the defense has slowly but surely started to come around, playing its best ball of the season as recently as last night. 
I don't think anybody expected going into that game that with the offensive firepower a team like Xavier has with the backcourt that they have, Marquette was going to jump out to a 12-2, a 21-4, a 33-12 lead last night. That Xavier team was locked up. As good as this team has been offensively all year, the defense is coming on at the exact right time. Yeah, Xavier scoring a season-low 51 points in that Big East championship game last night out at Madison Square Garden. Our first Big East team has found its way into the bracket. Creighton getting a six seed in that Southern region. They'll be taking on NC State. A Baylor, a three seed in the Southern region. A team that Marquette beat earlier this season right here in Milwaukee as they'll be taking on UC Santa Barbara. Not just beat, but beat by 26 <laughs> points. It was probably the most complete game they and had all season long. Now, it's oh, important to point out to Gabe that Baylor on the three line lends some credibility to the argument that Marquette could find itself on a two line because looking at all the bracketologists, Joe Lenardi and Jerry Palm of CBS and ESPN respectively, um, they were kind of that 8-9 jockeying. So Marquette very well given that Baylor is on the three, could by them, could find themselves on a two-line in just a couple of minutes. And Arizona is a two in the south region as uh, Missouri is going to be the seven. They'll take on Utah State. Arizona taking on Princeton, who won the Ivy League earlier today. So we have the entire south region that has been unveiled by CBS. No Marquette yet. Still have to be patient. Still have to wait as everybody's waiting to see. Again, it's an exciting feeling when you know you're going to be a high seed and, and, and be one of the top teams in the tournament. It's just an excitement of, okay, where are we going? Who's going to be in our pod? Who are we going to be playing? It's just it's a little bit of a different feeling, and I think that excitement knowing how good this team can be in the middle of their longest winning streak of the season has lended to the atmosphere this afternoon at the Mecca. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we've sweated it out as recently as last year like we talked about off the top of this second hour game even as an eight seed you felt as though Marquette was comfortably in but you were much more concerned about that first round matchup and you were much more concerned about who was going to be on that number one line if they were able to advance past that first game which ultimately they were not able to do falling to a North Carolina team that went all the way to the national championship <laughs> game last year what a, a rough matchup but that's the fun of a day like today for all of the schools that make the field of 68 is everything goes out the window at this point, right? Uh, as good as you've been all season long, it's all about matchups at this point. You want to see your potential path to Houston where the Final Four will take place this year. Everybody cheering because they see themselves here at the Mecca on screen at, uh, with uh, CBS and the Selection Sunday show. So everybody still patiently waiting to see where Marquette is going to be. Our Sunday uh, Selection Sunday special brought to you by Wintrust, Wisconsin's Bank, the official banking partner of Marquette University and home to Marquette checking with free ATMs nationwide. We know Marquette is not going to be in the south. Still three more regions need to be unveiled. We'll see where Marquette is. Is coming up hopefully next. This is Wintrust Coverage Marquette Basketball from Learfield. Welcome back to the Sunday uh, Selection Sunday Special. Wintrust Coverage Marquette Basketball from Learfield. Gabe Nigel, Brian D. hanging out at the Mecca Bar and Grill where Marquette is waiting to see where they will be going, who they will be playing as the Midwest region is being unveiled right now on CBS. Houston is the second number one seed. Alabama going to be the number one overall seed out of the South region. Houston, the number one seed in the Midwest region. Marquette games are streamed on the Varsity Network app, powered by Learfield. Make sure to download the Varsity Network app and catch 
all of the Marquette action all season long. Make sure you download that app and you can catch Homer and Tony Thursday or Friday. Still don't know what day they're going to be playing. Still don't know who they're going to be playing as we await the bracket uh, uh, unveiling here. And there just becomes an excitement, Brian, after, okay, one bracket's down. Now we know it's going to be coming here. Uh, not not this one. Maybe on the bottom half of the bracket. Maybe they're the two or the three sure. in the Midwest. Yeah, and this is this is the fun part because you know you're going. You just don't know which region you're going in. And you start to add it up as it slowly ticks off. Okay, do you want to be in Houston's region? Would you want to play against Baylor again, right? All these thoughts go through your head from a matchup perspective as somebody that follows Marquette basketball. And I would encourage you as somebody that's listening and watching and rooting for the team to say, does it really matter? Marquette this year has proven they can play with anybody and beat anybody and beat anybody handily. There's There's got to be a mentality shift, I think, this year as a fan looking at this bracket going, We've proven it all season long. We're the undisputed conference champ. We proved it 17-3 and in the regular season. Three straight big-time victories in New York City to get the tournament last night. The matchups, they're important, but I think some teams are going to fear Marquette being in their region as well. And I don't think we quite realized it at the time, but when you go back and take a look at the non-conference schedule, we talked about Baylor and winning that game by 26 points here in Milwaukee. But going on the road and playing at a tough of a place as Mackey Arena yeah. for against Purdue can be, and to have a lead in the second half. They're up nine? Yeah, to have a lead in the second half but not quite be able to close that game out. You know, It, it kind of gave you a feeling, because I don't think we knew Purdue was quite as good as we know they are now. kind of gives you an idea of, yes, this team can absolutely play with anybody in in the country because Purdue is probably going to end up being one of the other number one seeds totally. as as we continue with the selection Sunday. Okay, so here we are on high alert Midwest region. The uh, bottom portion of the bracket is being revealed. Marquette could be a two, could be a three. Tony Smith is waiting beside us with bated breath to see if he's going to Des Moines or somewhere warmer than Des Moines. <laughs> Media starts with me and Tony just wants to bring his golf clubs along with him, but uh, this could be a situation right here where the Marquette Golden Eagles see their name selected live here at their private watch party uh, at the Mecca across from Pfizer Forum. Des Moines would be great because it's very drivable for this fan oh, base, yeah, right? I'd... About a five, five-and-a-half-hour drive across the state, and bang, you're there to support the Marquette Golden Eagles. Another Big East team ends up in this region. The Xavier Musketeers, a team that Marquette beat handily last night, find themselves as a number three seed in the Midwest region. So uh, another Big East team finds their way into this bracket. And Marquette potentially could be on that two line. Yeah, we already know uh, because of the way that CBS has this. Uh, they have revealed that if if Marquette is the two seed here, which we're still waiting to see, they would be in Des Moines, and the game would be on Thursday. Correct. So um, again, just kind of waiting to see if they're going to be in the Midwest region. Texas A and M is now, the how seven about seed. This? Um, There's another potential storyline. If Marquette <laughs> finds themselves on the two line, it could be a second round matchup against old friend Buzz, Buzz Williams. Williams. <laughs> the NCAA selection committee knows what they're doing, putting this stuff together. They're going for storylines as well. So Texas A&M on that seven line. The 10 seed is Penn State, who went on Man. an unbelievable Cinderella run at the Big Ten tournament the Almost last couple pulled days. pulled it off. Uh, they were trailed by as many as 17 points, had the ball with 3.3 seconds left, just could not pull off the upset against Purdue. So now we wait to see. Who is the two seed in the Midwest region? It is Texas. Ooh. Texas Longhorns are the two 
in the Midwest region. Shaka so it is Smart's not going former, to be uh, former team. Yeah, and so it is not going to be the Marquette Golden Eagles as the two seed playing in Des Moines out of the Midwest. Texas will take on Colgate. So half the bracket has been revealed. Thirty-two of those teams have been revealed. We still have to wait to see if Marquette is a two, if Marquette is a three. We know they are not in the South. We know they are not in the Midwest. Make an impact with purpose-driven work at Direct Supply. Apply your passion for progress, talent for technology, and difference-making drive at directsupply.com slash careers today. Uh, so Houston and Alabama, the two top number one seeds so far as we are halfway through the bracket reveal. And you start to look at potential locations, right, and uh, the rest of the bracket in terms of regionals. We could have legitimate regional conversations this year, Game Nights, all right? <laughs> because I think the expectation, and it should be this high when you've played as well as Marquette has played since the turn of the year and really all year, hopefully second weekend is in the cards and the remaining two regions are the East and the West, and those two Sweet 16 Elite Eight sites, and let's not get ahead of ourselves, but still just projecting New York, where Marquette obviously just found some success <laughs> over the last three days. That's going to be very, very familiar. Or Vegas, which would be a, a fun little vacation away for the Marquette faithful this time of year. Yeah, it's and again, it, it's just you have a smile on your face because you know what the expectations are because this team is that good, and you know that Shaka Smart is going to find a way despite being the number six team in the country, despite being the undisputed Big East champions, despite being a two or three seed and being a favorite to make their way to a potential Sweet 16 weekend, you know Shaka Smart's going to find a way to keep this team hungry. A hundred percent. They will be motivated, and sometimes you get the motivation externally. Look no further than what happened on Thursday night into Friday ahead of the matchup with UConn in the Big East semifinal. Their head coach, Dan Hurley, uh, obviously saying that we own MSG. Who owns it now? I would say to Dan Hurley in retort. But then Shaka, head coach Shaka Smart, comes on with Homer and Tony in the first hour tonight and says... These guys motivate themselves. Chase Ross, Sean Jones, Tyler Kolek, they are experts, internal motivators. Half the bracket has been unveiled. Still waiting to see if Marquette's a two, if Marquette's a three, where they're going, who they're going to be playing, what day they're playing. Hopefully that's all revealed. Coming up next, it's the Selection Sunday special. Win trust coverage, Marquette basketball from Learfield. Selection Sunday special. Wintrust coverage of Marquette basketball from Learfield. I'm Gabe Nitro along with Brian D. Broadcasting live from the Mecca Bar and Grill just outside Pfizer Forum in the Deer District as Marquette has their private party here waiting to see who is go where they're going to be, who they're going to be playing. Half the bracket has been unveiled. Still have yet seen Marquette's name on a line quite yet as the West region is now being unveiled. And Kansas out of the Big 12 will be the number one seed in the West as uh, we see more teams uh, being unveiled here. May have to wait uh, to see if indeed it ends up being the West region or out East for Marquette. Yeah, and you start to, to hunk it together, and I think the big revelation for Marquette fans so far, Gabe, is that Baylor is on the three line, which keeps the hope alive that Marquette could find themselves as a number two seed as the West region continues to get revealed here. The Yukon Huskies end up as a four seed. They will play Iona on Friday in Albany, New York. So if Marquette finds themselves in this region, Yukon, another Big East team, a familiar opponent, could be in the mix. 
Now, the three line here, if Marquette is on it, is in Denver, a Friday game. The two line would be in Sacramento on Thursday. So uh, we will see if Marquette ends up right here in this West Yeah, region. interesting uh, for uh, UConn taking on Iona, head coach Rick Pitino. A lot of whispers that he could end up in the Big East Absolutely. next year. So UConn may be seeing a coach that they could end up seeing next year in the Big East. Fans, this season Marquette three-pointers mean much more than points on the scoreboard. For each three-pointer made, Milwaukee-based Wright Height will donate $10 to All in Milwaukee all season long. Three seed is Gonzaga in the West region, so that is not going to be Marquette. And if Marquette finds themselves in this West region, it's going to be on the two line, and they would play Thursday in Sacramento, California. You think Tony Smith would be happy with that? <laughs> Uh, maybe Tony Smith would be, but most Marquette fans kind of hoping maybe they would stay closer to home. Yeah, if it's it ends a, up being the certainly two a, a tougher trip. So at this point, you're, as a Marquette fan, you're hoping they end up in that East region yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Well, yeah, because that would be a tough trip because you would have to go to Sacramento, yep. then come back to Milwaukee, and then fly out to Vegas. A lot you know? of so travel. Th that's a lot of travel if Those that ends matter. up being um, if they end up being the two seed in the West. So I think a lot of people here at least hoping that it ends up being the East region because Columbus. And New York City seem easier to get to. And again, if they end up winning their first two games next week, heading back to MSG doesn't sound too bad right now. And I got to believe you keep things exactly the same. I don't know how superstitious Shaka Smart is, but I, I got to believe he's a little stitious. Here's the number two seed in the West region. It UCLA. is UCLA. So, so Marquette's Mar in the east. Marquette is in the eastern <laughs> region of the NCAA tournament. It's yet to be revealed, but... That would put their Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games, if they happen, like we were just discussing, back at Madison Square Garden. And to, to complete that thought, I think you keep everything exactly the same, right? You probably stay at the same hotel if you possibly can. Milkshakes from the same, the same place. Milkshakes from the same place. <laughs> bagels and pizza from the same places. Like You just got to run back exactly what you did over the course of the last three days. It has to be a little more anxiousness going on right now. I think you were hoping 25 minutes into the uh, bracket reveal on CBS that you would know where you were going if you were Marquette. Again, the, the good news is you're not sweating out a berth. Correct. So you know that your name is going to find itself on a line in that eastern bracket it's just a matter of okay all right that would have been nice to know by now but you know you just got to relax yourself a little bit and still have a little bit of fun with yeah it. what do you think the heart rates are for these guys I, they got to be oh, slow got to be lower than it's they low. were at this moment last year when they eventually found themselves on an eight line but obviously that's that's certainly more sweaty palms time than it is where you understand that you're in the field and just trying to figure out where you're going to go I did bump into Omax Prosper in the bathroom of all places oh, sure. earlier. As, uh, as one does. Here at the Mecca. And I you know, just gave him my congratulations and said, where are you hoping to go? And he said, I don't care. I'm just glad that we're in and we'll, uh, we'll figure out the opponent in the travel when it yeah, comes. And again, that's... When you are as good as Marquette has been this year, it's you worry about yourselves. You know, you totally. worry about yourself. You worry about giving the, those EGBs and the, the way that Shaka Smart talks and the way that he really preaches to his team. You can tell it's a focus on us. Yes, you still respect your opponent and, and you have certain game plans for certain opponents, but there's there's an excitement when you know that okay, we can if we take care of what we're supposed to take care of. 
we're going to be an awfully tough opponent. We're going to be a tough out, and they're going to have their hands full with us because that's how good Marquette has been this season. You hear the cheering here at the Mega Sports Bar and Grill. Brian Z. Gabe Knight's at Marquette's private watch party. You heard that cheering because the Golden Eagles were shown on the big screen. They're lined up in a row about five feet from where we're sitting right now, and like we've said, they're still waiting for their name to be called. So uh, they are kind of getting featured here on the television broadcast, uh, waiting to see their name because they're one of the last 16 teams that has not heard their name called. Don't wreck a great time at the game. Marquette Golden Eagles remind you to drive sober or get pulled over. Get the free Drive Sober app at zeroinwisconsin.gov. Zero in Wisconsin. Together, we can save lives. Wisconsin DOT. One other thing to point out now as we go process of elimination on the bracket. Marquette's in the east. They will likely be a two or a three seed. The one remaining number one seed that has not yet heard their name called is Purdue. The Big Ten champion, they just won the Big Ten tournament earlier this afternoon, but that's important because Marquette obviously played at Purdue early in the non-conference schedule and gave them a good run for their money. They were up nine in the second half at their place, ultimately lost the game by five points, and I think that was before, Gabe, this Marquette team even really understood how good they could be. We'll find out where Marquette's going, who they're playing, who else is in their bracket. Coming up next, it's the Selection Sunday special. Win Trust coverage, Marquette basketball from Learfield. Selection Sunday special with Trust Coverage Marquette Basketball from Learfield. Gabe Knight, so Brian D. Live from Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. We have one region to go. We know Marquette is in the East. We know that Purdue is the number one seed in the East. We just wait to see if Marquette will find themselves on the two or three line. But based on process of elimination, Brian, looking at some of the other teams and bracketology from all over the place and teams projected to be two or threes, I feel fairly confident Marquette's going to find themselves on that two-line Friday in Columbus. I do, too. And the four seed in the East is Tennessee. So the only other team that they would currently be jockeying with for the two seed would be Kansas State out of the Big 12. We're going to learn very shortly how the committee values the Big 12's tremendous season as a conference versus the Big East. And that could determine whether Marquette finds itself on a three or a two line right now. But that's kind of where we stand uh, as uh, as we break it down. So here. if they end up being a three, it would be in Greensboro, North Carolina on Friday. They would take on the winner of Kentucky, who is the six. And coming up on the 11 line, it is going to be... He vamps. He vamps. Yeah, we're... This Greg is, Gumbel is going to get to it a little bit quicker. There it is. Gets Providence. Providence. Wow. Providence gets into the field. And that got a little bit dicey for them at the end of the season. Providence was not playing its best basketball uh, late in the month of February and early into March here. But uh, Ed Cooley and company get into the field, and they'll take on Kentucky in a 6-11 matchup in North Carolina on Friday. Kentucky, a team that had to right the ship. They were struggling earlier this season. Right in the, Writing the ship is one of the favorites uh, in Vegas to win a national championship. And you have Kansas State on the three line. Which would, uh, unless something wacky happens, (laughs) it would secure that Marquette's going to be a number two seed playing Friday in Columbus, Ohio. That's exciting. Again, exciting development uh, as we just have to wait and see because Marquette is going to be one of the last. 
the second to last team that's going to be unveiled here. Team number 67 in the field. We had to wait the entire time. Had to wait the entire if, time. If your heart rate is high, you're not going to be doing well right now. But uh, we are closing in on the moment. So we know it's going to be Friday in wow. Columbus. They'll be taking on the winner of the – if they win in the 215 game, they would be taking on the winner of number seven, Michigan State, who is, again, another team in the Big Ten that's had their ups and downs this year, 19-12 and 12 overall. And USC is the 10 seed in the East region in so Columbus. Now we wait for the moment. We will let you listen. Here we go. Everybody's got their phones out ready to capture it. Here it comes. Boom. You hear the cheers. The Marquette Golden Eagles, a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. They will play Friday in Columbus, Ohio against... The final team that makes the field of 68, the 15th seeded, Vermont Catamounts, who you have to respect. They've they got have a history. history. <laughs> Vermont's got a history of, not, of pulling some up to, upsets in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So there you have it. Marquette, Friday, Columbus, Ohio against Vermont. And if they're able to win, they will take on uh, the winner of Michigan State. And who else was there? USC. USC. I apologize. <laughs> I got so locked into Michigan State because you know who one of the star players of Michigan State is. Uh, be one of the Hauser boys. Sure would be. Uh, so we hopefully will get a tip time before the end of our show, and we'll let you know when that tip time is. And, of course, our coverage here on uh, Learfield will begin a half hour before that tip time as Marquette is indeed a two-seed, a well-earned two-seed. And it just makes sense. The more and more you thought about it, as good as the Big East was this year, uh, being a conference that had four teams inside the coaches and AP top 25, four team, a, a team like UConn that was so respected by um, – by the net rankings and all the quad one yeah. wins they had and Marquette's as high as they've been, Ken Palm, and you start factoring all of these things in, Brian, being the regular big season Big East champions and being the conference tournament champions. Always, it, it just, after last night, it seemed like it was pointing towards being a number two seed, and that's indeed what happened for Shaka Smart Squad. And I think that's the coolest part of this moment for Marquette is three days ago, Marquette was not a two seed. You can earn it this late in the season by the way that you play. I think if Marquette would have lost that semifinal game, they probably end up on a three line. But a way uh, of moving up this late in the season like they did is, is to win your conference tournament. They did it for the first time in school history, and they're reaping the benefits right now. The other thing that jumps out to me, Gabe, about the region, the East region that Marquette finds itself in, a lot of blue blood programs, right? The number one seed is Purdue, who's come on tremendously of late, but you're in a region with Kentucky and with Michigan State and with Providence, right? And you've got a lot of really good basketball teams in that region. It's going to be fun to watch how they plan out. Certainly do, and now that we've seen the entire bracket, we know that Marquette is going to be a number two seed. We are pleased to be joined by Olivier Maxence Prosper as Omax jumps on the broadcast. Omax, first of all, congratulations on earning the number two seed. Right, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what was it like having to wait to be the 67th out of 68 teams to be revealed on the bracket? Sitting there just anxiously waiting. You know the name's coming. You just had to be a little bit patient. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, we do... We, Whatever we gonna pick, we were gonna pick. I mean, it didn't matter at what time or anything. We we're just anxious. But even last year, we were we were winning till the end to get picked. But as long as we hear our name, that's all that matters, man. 
Did you guys have a goal of a seed that you wanted to achieve, especially going into this last week of the season? How close of attention did you pay to where you could be seeded heading into the Big East tournament? Honestly, we didn't pay much attention to that at all. I mean, uh, whatever seed we're going to be, whether it's three, two, whatever, it didn't matter. We knew it's going we're going to have to play a basketball game. And, you know, no matter what team is the NCAA tournament, it's going to be a good team out there. We're going to have to you know, play our best to win. So it really didn't matter what seed we're going to play. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Max Prosper joining us here as we found out Marquette is a number two seed. He's Brian D. I'm Gabe Knights, alive from Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. For you, what's the biggest difference between year one under your head coach, Shaka Smart, and year two? I mean, the biggest thing for me, I feel, is the, the growth in our relationship and our and the trust, you know, between me and my coaches, me and my teammates. And I feel just all of that coming together I mean, it's helped me be my best on the floor. I feel like when we're more connected team and we, you know, we play for each other and all that stuff and we're the, we trust each other, I mean, that's how we're able to, you know, play our best. And I feel that's the biggest, you know, difference between year one and year two, I'd say for me. So speaking of those relationships, you guys go on this incredible three-day run in New York the last couple mm -hmm. of days. You cut down the nets last night. And after the game, as you guys get into the locker room, your teammate Oso Igadaro came to your defense, I guess is the best way to phrase it, and said, even though he wasn't scoring tons of points down the stretch, he is an incredibly valuable part of this team. He didn't win Big East Player of the Year like Tyler Kolek did, or, or Sixth Man of the Year like David Joplin did, but he's an MVP in my, our minds. What does it mean to you to hear your teammates speak about you like I that? I mean, it means everything. It means everything. Knowing my teammates got my back at all times, and you know, all that matters is, you know, that you know, they feel that way. You know, I so said my teammates feel that way. I don't care what, you know, the media thinks or, you know, people outside the, the locker room. It's about my t what my teammates and my coaches feel about me. And, you know, that's how that's all that matters. And, you know, him him talking to, talking about me like that, I mean, it was great. And I'm, 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 I'm happy that he did that. And, you know, I thank him for that. Omax Prosper, our guest here, as Marquette is a two-seed heading to Columbus on Friday, taking on the Vermont Canamounts in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. You mentioned your teammates, mm -hmm. and I think it's obvious to anybody who's watched you guys play for 10 minutes this year that you're an incredibly tight-knit group. Mm -hmm. How would you describe how tight you and your teammates are? Oh, man, I mean, we're super, super tight. I mean, we just... I mean, it's just we love each other. We have a deep love for each other, and, you know, that's what, you know, it's all about. That's how we're able to, you know, play for each other on the floor, you know, have each other's back, and, you know, do whatever, make the, mo the extra effort to help each other. And, you know, that's where it all starts. And I, and I just feel like we just have so much fun with each other, you know, laugh in the locker room, laugh about anything, joking around. Like, that's what it's all about, and I feel that is the biggest you know, key to our success this year is that. 28 wins. You guys cut down the nets at Fiserv as regular season champs. You cut down the nets at Madison Square Garden as Big East tournament champs. You had a tip-in basket, buzzer beater to a certain extent against Xavier at home. You've got a lot of season left, we hope, but what's your favorite moment thus far now that you've seen your name selected? Uh, thus far, I mean, it's definitely cutting down the nets in Madison Square Garden. I mean, so far, that's the, be that's the best moment, but you know, we're not satisfied yet. We're looking for, I need, I need a new best moment. You know what I'm saying? No finish line, right? No finish That's the I, don't want, I don't want it to be my best moment of the year. <laughs> so we, and we don't, as a, yeah, we don't want that as a group. So we, we're looking for more and, you know, we, we're excited to uh, what's ahead. So I know you guys got back late. Did you get milkshakes last night? 
or was that just an Indianapolis thing? No, we got some last night, too. Yeah, no, they, they tasted pretty good. They were good. I bet. <laughs> oh, Max Prosper, our guest here as Marquette is a number two seed. One of my favorite things about your team is you guys can play so many different styles of defense. Mm -hmm. So I want you to rank for me. Do you like what, What's your favorite defense to play? Do you like it when you're out in front and you get to put on that pressure in the backcourt? Do you like it when you fall back into the 3-2, or do you like it when you're playing the man-to-man? Uh, I prefer when we put the pressure up in front, you know, when we when we press, when we, we, we do I've, a different kind of press. I've sat at a, at, at a couple of different games, and when you are the front of that one that one two one one, like, I get scared sitting in the crowd with that, <laughs> with that wingspan that you have. Like, I'm, I'm terrified to try to make a pass. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's all about it's all about wanting it. It's all about like being the aggressor. You know what I'm saying, really. And that's what we are. And when we put that pressure, whatever press we in, and you know, we 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 put pressure. I mean, most of the times we get something good out of it, even if it's not a steal or or something. I mean, we rush them, we make them get out of what they want to do, and you know, it helps us, um, you know, get get the stop in the end. So yeah. Last night. I think was maybe as a team collectively your best defensive performance of the year and you can stop me if I'm wrong but what were your expectations going into that game you guys played two incredibly tight games against Xavier before last night and then bang you're up 21 to 4 in the first eight minutes and a lot of it was predicated on defense yeah I mean we knew we were going to win this this game on the defensive end you know we didn't want it to be a you know a trading basket kind of game we wanted to be you know we want to set the tone early and let them know like yeah, we're here. We're here to stop you guys. We're here to guard you guys, and that's what we did early in the game. And you know, that was our emphasis. We knew we were going, we were going, be, we were going to score, but we didn't want it to become a, you know, a high score game or a training basket game. We wanted to say, "Yo, we can defend," and that's what we did. Being able to go out there and win the Big East tournament, I figure you guys are going to be confident either way. But did it kind of just back up? Because there was a lot, of, I felt there was a lot of chatter out there, and maybe you guys were able to block it out. Like, oh, okay, you won the, the, the Big East regular season. Who cares? Can you do it in the Big East tournament? You guys backed that up, and you won your three games the way you were supposed to win. Does that continue to give you guys confidence that you've won now three games in a tournament setting to go do it in the NCAA tournament now this week? Yeah, I mean, our confidence is definitely very, very, very high. And, you know, we didn't need the Big East tournament to to. To have that confidence, we had it. We're, we're gonna we we're gonna have it regardless, because you know it's, what matters is how we fit, how we, what we believe, and not what everybody else believes. But now we're really confident, and we know that if we play our brand of basketball and we play for each other and we leave everything on the floor each and every night, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give our best ourselves the best chance to win, and we will we will win if we do that. So um, you know we're coming in this this tournament very confident, and you know we're ready for wherever uh, whoever whoever's in our way. So. so I don't want to say you guys own MSG because that could get me in a little bit of trouble, but you did own <laughs> MSG the last three days for sure. How nice would it be to go back there? Being in the region you're in, it's one game at a time, but the regional would be back in New York City, a place where you guys are obviously really comfortable. Yeah, I mean, that would be great um, to be back there, but we got to take it one game at a time. You know what I'm saying? Focus on the first game against Vermont and then move from there, but it would definitely be great if we get back there for sure. Oh, Max, congratulations on getting the number two seed. Looking forward to Friday and you guys taking on Vermont. Thanks, yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Oh, oh Max, Max Prosper. Prosper joining us here on the Selection Sunday special on Learfield. You can be part of the excitement of Marquette basketball with a season ticket deposit for next season. Make yours today at gomarquette.com slash deposit. That's gomarquette.com slash deposit. We are Marquette. Still more to come from the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. Selection Sunday. We know Marquette's a two seed. We know they're heading out to Vermont. 
or he's heading out to Columbus to take on Vermont. We'll continue to break it down. Coming up next, it's the Selection Sunday special. Win trust coverage, Marquette basketball from Learfield. Welcome back to Wintrust Coverage, Marquette Basketball from Learfield. Selection Sunday special live from the Mecca Sports Bar in Grill. Gabe Neitzel, Brian D. hanging out as everybody here is happy because Marquette did indeed find themselves on the number two line. They will be traveling to Columbus on Friday. Time still TBD against Vermont. And we'd be remiss not to bring up this is their highest seed ever since the field expanded to 68 teams this historic season for marquette men's basketball just continues to get cooler and cooler and uh we've got a big time matchup coming up on friday in columbus yeah so taking a, a little bit of a closer look at that bracket that side of the bracket for marquette as uh, purdue is the number one seed again you start to just kind of imagining about some of the matchups down the road but you know sometimes you have to Pump the brakes a little bit, especially like Omax said. You worry about Vermont, especially with the history that they've had pulling off some upsets as the Catamounts have. But they'll be joined by Michigan State and USC. So if Marquette does indeed win that game, they could be seeing a familiar face in Joey Hauser and the Michigan State Spartans if they hold serve against USC. And that was my initial takeaway as the bracket was kind of unfolding. And we knew Marquette was going to be in the second half of it uh, as a two or a three seed. They ended up being a two. But... You start seeing the teams getting unveiled, and you go, Purdue, Kentucky, Providence, Michigan State. Was Duke in the bracket, too, as a five? Duke is in the bracket as a five. There are a lot of blue blood programs in Marquette. I'm not going to say that they're a blue blood, but certainly a program with a rich basketball tradition. This bracket, if you're going to pick a a, a quote-unquote bracket of death, I think, you know, as you would phrase it almost if you were in the World Cup, there's a lot of great basketball teams in this region. And, man, for Marquette to advance back to Sweet 16 Elite Eight weekends, back at Madison Square Garden in the world's most famous arena where they just cut the nets down against some of these traditional programs would be really cool. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun uh, when you think about it. And I think it's what's nice about being... In the East is, if you're a Marquette fan, you're probably looking at your chops at, at some of the travel for this because it's super easy to get to Columbus, real easy to you know hop on a plane, get out to New York if they indeed advance to a Sweet 16. You're smiling because I think everybody in your phone's reaching out to you wondering if you're going to be coming. My phone's blowing up just with people that I went to Marquette with saying, hey, you making the trip? Because <laughs> like, if you went to Marquette, and a lot of folks obviously that follow the program did or have connections, you understand that 95% of people that went to Marquette University or go there now are from the Midwest, right? They're people from Ohio or Illinois or Indiana or Wisconsin or Minnesota. Everybody feels as though this is a drivable locale, and there's such a, a fever pitch of excitement around the program right now. Everybody wants to be a part of it. So I, I almost view this as a Marquette fan and supporter and alum as, hey, can we can we build in a second national Marquette day <laughs> on Friday and potentially Sunday in Columbus, Ohio? You know, by the way, Friday also being St. Patrick's Day. Uh-oh. That's... Uh... <laughs> It's just worth just worth mentioning. I'm and, just going to talk. I'm going to lob this up to all of the bars in downtown Columbus, Ohio. Just stock up. Just yeah. You, just just, just make just sure stock up. make sure you're stocked up and and you're ready to go. It's um it's an exciting feeling because I think this team. Just in general, the Marquette men's basketball team has been such a rallying point for, as you mentioned, if you're a supporter, booster, alumni, what have you, of this university. It's been such a rallying cry, whether they're up, down, whatever. Yeah. But to have a team be on that two line and 
to think about the last time they won a conference championship was 2013. That's one of my favorite things that I read about this team this year came from Ben Steele at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who had an article written back in January about, hey, Marquette's kind of been in this position before. You know, even last year, where they had a pretty good season through January, stumbled in February and March, and, and ultimately ended in a tournament loss like it did last year or a couple of seasons ago when uh, Marcus Howard was still on the team and they had the Hauser brothers on the team and they're trying to navigate through winning a Big East championship then and, and stumbled down the stretch, end up in a one-and-done you know one and done in the NCAA tournament. And in there was... The last team, one of the things Shaka Smart did, if you didn't happen to read the article, was take down a lot of the individual posters, you know, the George Thompsons, the uh, Jimmy Butlers, Dwayne Wades, what have you, and replace them with teams. You know, 1977 National Championship team, um, teams that won the NIT, 2003 Final Four. In the, in the final team in that hallway inside Al McGuire Center was the team from a decade ago that yep. won the Big East and went to an Elite Eight. And now here we are a decade later. Uh, this team's certainly going to be in there because they're double champs. They're 100%. the undisputed Big East champs. And it just kind of gives you this this excitement of, okay, I think we can do something that hasn't been done here for a decade. This team just has that special feel of, yeah, it can go on a run because they can match up with just about anybody. It certainly does. And it, it, it means a lot to the community. To, to the Marquette community, and anybody that's associated with it knows that Marquette is a special place. And after last night's victory over Xavier to win the Big East Tournament Championship for the first time in school history, I was scrolling Twitter, I'm sure like most Marquette fans were, just couldn't get enough. I was just, you know, <laughs> shotgunning Twitter posts. Just opening up the fire yes. hose, just yes. taking all the content you can. And one tweet came across from John Fanta, who covers uh, college basketball nationally for Fox Sports. Uh, and he said, you know... This this university, this basketball program, has such a rich story tradition, a great fan base, a big fan base that spans across the country. And when the program goes into a little bit of a lull like we experienced over the last decade, you forget how cool it is to have them on a national stage and be nationally relevant when they are. And to see the outpouring of support that has happened all season long for this team that will continue next weekend, culminate at a place like Madison Square Garden with a championship like it did last night. I think it reminded everybody across the nation that Marquette is a basketball place. It's a special basketball place and a special basketball city, and having them nationally relevant is great for college basketball. You asked Omax this when he joined us just moments ago, um, you know, and, and he gave the right answer of, you know, I've got a couple of favorite moments. Hopefully I've got a couple more to come. Yeah. What's your favorite moment as an alumni, as a fan of Marquette men's basketball this season? Man, so far this year, it, the the three that immediately come to mind, I'll give you three. Okay. Um, <laughs> as a season ticket holder, too, I, yeah. I, I cover the team, obviously, for our team at ESPN Milwaukee, but I go to every home game. Um, the three moments were sitting there in shock at halftime with the team up 26 over number six Baylor at the time. That was just, it, like, I felt like everybody in the arena uh, arena couldn't believe what was happening and unfolding in front of their eyes. Uh, so that was amazing. Omax, who we just spoke with, his his tip in against Xavier was electric. Uh, and then seeing them cut down the nets as a regular season champion and being there for that moment as Country Rhodes is playing in the air and Tyler Kolick, Big East Player of the Year, is snipping down the nets at Fiserv. Just unforgettable moments for this fan base. And like Omax said, hopefully there's many more in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I got to imagine, yes, yeah, that, that is certainly the hope for everyone, and I'm sure it is going to be an army 
of blue and gold that is going to make their way to Columbus, Ohio Stock up. for that game on Friday. It's certainly going to be exciting. I, I, I know Homer and Tony are going to be there. If yeah. you can't make it there, certainly, of course, make sure you download that Varsity Network app so you can listen to the game. Still don't have a start time for that game, um, but once you do, you just realize, yes, we'll be on the air with you a uh, half hour before tip-off with uh, right here on the Do you have field. a preferred start time, Gabe? I always like the matinee games. They're fun to do that in like you know eleven fifteen on a Friday morning. Uh, the primetime games are fun too. But yeah, just like a, a an early morning weird time to watch sports is always fun. Being a St. Patty's Day, I'm Ear- rooting for the primetime early game. start time. Well, would, early would, start would be time. beneficial for probably everybody involved. <laughs> But, you know, for the fans, I think kind of making sure they get out there and uh, and enjoy themselves uh, on St. Patty's Day, getting a little time to uh, enjoy a couple of green beers or so would certainly be a good time. It's going to be electric regardless in Columbus, Ohio, for hopefully two games, and then maybe we can run it back in New York City in a couple of weeks for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Yep, you're going to be listening, able to listen to all those games right here on Learfield. Special thanks to everybody at Marquette. He's Brian D. I'm Gabe Nigel. For Steve the Homer True and Tony Smith, who were on here earlier, we'll talk to you on Friday. Marquette, a two-seat, taking on Vermont Friday in Columbus. This is Wintrust Coverage Marquette Basketball from Learfield. On the Marquette University Golden Eagles Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Wintrust Coverage of Marquette Basketball. Wintrust, Wisconsin's bank, the official bank of Marquette. You've been listening to Selection Sunday, brought to you by these Marquette Athletics champion partners, Investors Associated, Real Estate Investing Diversified, Software One, official digital cloud and software partner of Marquette Athletics. Sent us ready for the workday. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment Made to Chill, Office Depot, the official office product supplier for Marquette University, Color Inc., Visual Marketing Solutions, Qdoba, making the world a more flavorful place, Gordon Flash Company, Business Technology Managed, Piranha Promotions, Branding Solutions, and by Clean Power, Expert Commercial Cleaners. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Marquette University Golden Eagles Sports Network.